Hello there, and welcome to Grim Reading, where each episode we read and review a Brothers Grimm tale. My name is Matthew Hughes, and with me on this journey is my co-host, Mr. Adam Field. This week on Grim Reading. Gambling Hansel! So make yourself comfortable and prepare for a... Grim Reading! Once upon a time, there was a man who did nothing but gamble, and for that reason, people never called him anything but Gambling Hansel. And as he never ceased to gamble, he played away his house and all that he had. Oh no, what a tragic beginning. <laughs> the I, <laughs> I also assume the other reason they called him Gambling Hansel was that his name was Hansel. Now, I'm not going to dignify that with an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Rightly so. Now, the very day before his creditors were to take his house from him... Oh, boy. ...came the Lord and St. Peter... Whoa. ...and asked him to give them shelter for the night. <laughs> so, okay, so things weren't going well. No. He's about to be, lose his house. And he's got some very important guests just before the debt collectors turn up. <laughs> so the Lord and St. Peter are in. Then Gambling Hansel said, Oh, for my part, you may stay the night, but I cannot give you a bed or anything to eat. So the Lord said he was just to take them in, and they themselves would buy something to eat, to which Gambling Hansel made no objection. Thereupon, St. Peter gave him three groschen and said he was to go to the baker's and fetch some bread. So Gambling Hansel went, but when he reached the house where the other gambling vagabonds were gathered together, they, although they had won all that he had, greeted him clamorously and said, And so, do come in! Oh, no. And he's got money in his pocket. Oh, said he. Do you want to win the three groschen, too? At this, they would not let him go. So he went in and played away the three groschen also. Mate, he's lost God's money. Hansel! Hansel, come on, You have one job! Uh, What are you going to do? He's gambling Hansel! Everybody knows! (laughs) Don't give gambling Hansel three groschen, okay? He's going straight in the... Gambling den, or whatever it's called. Um, meanwhile, so, so <laughs> meanwhile, back at home. <laughs> meanwhile, St. Peter and the Lord were waiting. <laughs> you could just imagine it's really quiet. You can hear the clock on the wall. <laughs> so, uh, doing anything this weekend, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> and after a while, it got too awkward. So they decided to go out to find Hansel. Um, <laughs> Um, and then they sort of met him on the street. When Gambling Hansel came, he pretended that the money had fallen into the gutter, and he kept raking about in it all the while to find it, but our Lord already knew that he had lost it in play. So it's, yeah. Oh, what a tragic thing when someone is lying, but you know that the person they're lying to (laughs) knows that they're lying, and it's just like you're digging yourself a hole here. Yeah. This is, oh, this is awkward. Yeah, but, you know, but this is the good Lord and St. Peter. Oh, yeah. So St. Peter again gave him three groschen. And now he did not allow himself to be led away once more, but fetched them the loaf of bread. Excellent. Our Lord then inquired if he had no wine. And Gambling Hansel said, Alack, sir, the casks are all empty. And I wish you'd asked me that before I went out to the shops. <laughs> but the Lord said he was to go down into the cellar, for the best wine was still there. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, for a long time, he would not believe this. But at length, he said, Well, I will go down, but I know there's none there. <laughs> if you really want me to, I'll humour you this one time. 
When he turned the tap, however, lo and behold, the best of wine ran out. Oh, it ran out. It's already run out. <laughs> I knew you'd pick up on that. I knew you'd pick up on that. <laughs> so he took it to them, and the two passed the night there. Early next day, our Lord told Gambling Hansel that he might beg three favours. Okay, so ask him three things. Now, the Lord expected that he would ask to go to heaven. Sure. Obviously. Yeah. But Gambling Hansel instead asked for a pack of cards with which he could win everything, for dice with which he would win everything, and for a tree on which every kind of fruit would grow and from which no one who had climbed up could descend until he bade him to do so. What? (laughs) What? Well... First two things, I was like, okay, see where he's going. Dice, yep, very nice. Magical tree that he forces people to climb up and they get stuck up there. Exactly, you got it, you got it. (laughs) What? Now the Lord gave him all that he had asked and departed with St. Peter. And now gambling Hansel at once set about gambling in real earnest. And before long, he had gained half the world. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, hang on. Yeah, you better believe it. Now, St. Peter's not happy about this. No. Upon this, St. Peter said to the Lord, Lord, this thing must not go on. He will win, and you lose the whole world. We must send death to him. Uh Uh-oh. And the Lord said, all right. And when death appeared, gambling Hansel had just seated himself at the gaming table. And death said, Hansel, come out a while. But gambling Hansel said, Just wait a little until the game is done. In the meantime, go up into that tree out there and gather a little fruit that we may have something to munch on our way. I knew that was going to happen. Did you? I knew he was going to bring the tree into play. Thereupon, Death climbed up, but when he wanted to come down again, he could not. Imagine that. Death stuck in a tree. Like a cat. Hansel, Um, please let me Please. This This is really embarrassing. I love this tree as well because it's every kind of fruit. So it's got pineapples, peaches, (laughs) strawberries, dragon fruit, mangoes, (laughs) and death. (laughs) Now, Gambling Hansel left him up there for seven years, during which time no one died. Wow. So St. Peter said to the Lord, Lord, this thing must not go on. People no longer die. We must go ourselves. And they went themselves. And the Lord commanded Hansel to let death come down. So Hansel went at once to death and said to him, Come down. And death took him directly and put an end to him. So Whoa. Death was not happy. Immediately killed him. <laughs> yeah. They went away together and came to the next world. Whoa. And then gambling Hansel made straight for the door of heaven and knocked at it. Who's there? It's gambling Hansel. Ah, we will have nothing to do with him. Be gone. So he went to the door of purgatory and knocked once more. Who's there? It's Gambling Hansel. At least he's using his own nickname. Everyone knows him by Gambling Hansel. <laughs> ah, there's quite enough weeping and wailing here without him. We do not want to gamble. Just go away again. Then he went to the door of hell and they let him in. There was, however, no one at home but old Lucifer and the crooked devils who had just been doing their evil work in the world. What about the grandmother? Hey. hey. Call back. Right. No sooner was Hansel there than he sat down again to gamble. (laughs) Lucifer, however, had nothing to lose but his misshapen devils, and gambling Hansel won them from him, as with his cards he could not fail to do. And now he was off again with his crooked devils. So, 
So, Whoa! So, sorry. Whoa! Okay. All right. So gambling Hansel's, he's in hell. He's like, right, lads, who's up for a game? Lucifer's like, okay. And then he, he's all he has all is his devils. devils. <laughs> he's won all of Lucifer's devils. And I think he's left hell now. He's gone back to Earth. With them behind him, yeah. like Pied Piper style. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they went to Hohenfurt and pulled up a hop pole. And with Sorry. It, okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, what was that collection of words you just used? That's not even the start of he where you're going to be up confused. a hop pole. He went to Hohenfurt. Yep, don't know. Couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> no idea where Hohenfurt is. So if you're from Hohenfurt, please let us know. Yeah. Um, he pulled up a hop pole. Now, a hop pole is it's a pole that you grow hops on. Right. Like bamboo canes in your vegetable patch. There's actually a lovely uh, pub in my neck of the woods called the Hot Poles. The and Hot I never Poles? Knew what it what was. plural? Plurals. Interesting. Yeah, Hot Pole, does that make sense? Okay, so there's a... So, so he's, he's pulled one right, up. he's in Hohenfurt's. And he's And he's with his devils. <laughs> yeah. He's put up a Hot Pole because exactly. he wants to grow hops. Craft no, 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 no. He's not, he's not setting up a microbrewery. <laughs> no? Strap in. All right, get okay. ready for this. And with it, he went up to heaven and began to thrust the pole against it, and heaven began to crack. What? He went up where and did what? Right. He let's let's save. He pulled the... up a pole and he climbed up the pole, but then he used the pole. <laughs> right, save it, Adam. Save it for Help! the end. <laughs> right, just a warning. The next few sentences are going to cause a lot of pain. But let's just <laughs> so get to the confused. end, and then we'll deal with it. So heaven is in danger of cracking. So again, St. Peter said, Lord, this thing cannot go on. We must let him in or he will throw us down from heaven. Uh-oh. And they let him in. But Gambling Hansel instantly began to play again. And there was such a noise and confusion that there was no hearing what they themselves were saying. Therefore, St. Peter once more said, Lord, this cannot go on. We must throw him down or he will make all heaven rebellious. So they went to him at once and threw him down, and his soul broke into fragments oh and went into the gambling vagabonds who are living this very day. The end. I've ever seen Adam look quite so confused and scared and upset. <laughs> Whoa! So that is the origin story for all gamblers today. Yeah. But the origin yeah. story is that there were already gamblers. No, there was Gambling Hansel. But he gambled with other people. The Gambling Vagabonds. Yeah. The house of the va- Gambling Vagabonds. So here's what I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> they were already gamblers and then yeah. fragments of his soul went into them and then they were, well, they were gamblers. I think that the gambling vagabonds. Yeah, they were bad vagabonds, but they were... They had their gambling under control. Gambling right. Hansel was the Hansel first Hansel was the ever. only one who was out of control. He, he was an out of control addict. actual, recognisable, by today's yeah. standards, addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because gambling Hansel tried to get into heaven and make all heaven rebellious, yeah. they threw him down and, and his, his soul, soul shattered, shattered and went into everyone, and that's why... 
there are gamblers because wow. they've got a bit of gambling Hansel in them. Wow! Did you, I get, you didn't see that end coming? Did you? No, no, of course <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't see any of that coming. I think for me, when it started, so you think, okay, there's a gambler. He's about to lose his house. Yeah. And God arrives. Yeah. So you think, okay, God's got a plan. He's going to be able to sort this out. No, yeah. no, God and St. Peter were just passing and they got themselves in serious trouble. <laughs> From that opening paragraph, you couldn't have guessed that Gambling Hansel would end up threatening to overthrow all of heaven. No, Do you no. know what I mean? <laughs> Had absolutely no idea that was happening. The setup was kind of fairly like, okay, maybe you can see where this is going. And it just did that thing that I love when it happens of it just escalates and yeah. escalates. What? It's incredible. Can I just say? Yeah. Death's back. He's back. He's back in business. <laughs> yeah, so we've got an image of death in this, like, tropical fruit tree. Brilliant. He's, like, he's all-powerful. He is the bringer yeah. of death. You put him in a tree, he's literally powerless. Mm -hmm. And can you imagine someone, like, the Grim Reaper in a tree, yeah. and he's just sat there. It's just really embarrassing. <laughs> he's mortified. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Never lived this down. Oh, they're filming me. That's one of the funniest moments in any of the stories. He's now officially, I think, my favourite character. Yeah. I okay. love him. I love him. He's great. And I think if that were God in the tree, or the devil in the tree, Different. it wouldn't be as funny. No, 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 no. no. It's the, it's as you say, right. all-powerful death. Yeah. Stuck in a tree. <laughs> and he's so, like, sombre as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just that's brilliant. Do you yeah. think he sat there for, in those seven years, just, like, looks next to him, just... Picks off a banana, just starts eating it. <laughs> like nothing else to do, is so. it? Feeling it back <laughs> slowly. This <laughs> is flicking grapes. <laughs> is that really you up there? Yes. Yes. Okay, so, I mean, leaping ahead into the story, mm. really confused as to what happened with that hot pole. He climbed a hot pole, but he used the hot pole. <laughs> What? It's like something out of Looney Tunes, isn't it? Like, <laughs> what, like where you climb it up and then lift it up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. At all. And also, along those lines, a bit of a stretch here. I thought possibly the inclusion of a hot pole might signify that the story is more than gambling. It's about addiction. So alcohol. Yeah. yeah, so they use the hot pole to get into heaven. They're using beer to get a gambler into heaven. It's like these things destabilise the peace of heaven. Right. Like Maybe, a bit of yeah. a stretch. A bit of a stretch, I think. It made no sense. No. And they're in, in yeah. there like, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that? It, it's it's yeah. starting to crack. What's going on? I love that. I love that thought and that word, like the way it, it rang when I first read it. Yeah. Heaven is cracking. Like yeah. It's just so, like, as if there's like a, a ceiling above yeah. you. Also, what an unusual protagonist as well, right? Really? Gambling Hansel. Mm. When you chose the story, you, we speculated whether that was the brother of Gretel, grown up. He had a troubled start to life. He did. Poor old Hansel, and yeah. um, he finally moved away from the from the woods into the big big city. Yeah. Fell in with years. a bad crowd and uh, couldn't get over it. Yeah. Nearly lost his house, but then, well, I actually think if you think of that as Hansel and Gretel Part Two, it improves the story. Oh, definitely, a hundred percent. The aftermath. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so along those lines, I, I, it occurred to me that if the story were more traditional, you could, you could imagine it inverted, where God would be the hero, and Hansel is the villain undermining him. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, no, that makes sense. So actually, it's almost, to me, thinking about it, it felt like it's an inverted story. He's the anti-hero. 
if that makes sense. He's the villain of the story, but you're watching it from his perspective. So yeah. in the way stories are normally structured, we, he's the hero of the story yeah. and you follow him. And you're, on that way, you're almost kind of trying to empathize with him. But actually, he's technically the villain. Bit, bit of a Walter White character. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, he breaks bad, he's outsmarting people, but ultimately gets yeah. his comeuppance. And do you know what? In, in many ways, he reminded me of, of a character we've literally just heard from, the, okay. the foundling in The Devil of Three Golden Hairs. I the mean, the story child. ends slightly differently. Mm. Kind of in that he just... He keeps moving forwards like that. Mm-hmm. He never, there is no actual setback to him. He's constantly yeah. moving forward, winning all the time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that same is happening with Gambling Hansel until the very last scene. So I know about people who are much more powerful than him, much smarter than him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's a kind no, of. No, I see exactly what you're saying. And also perhaps like. Story uh, of the Youth. Story of the Youth, right? Yeah, yeah maybe we're getting an idea of a, the sort of prototypical hero figure. Yeah, I think so. The next thing to talk about, possibly, would be gambling addiction. <laughs> yeah. Because it's very interesting how mm. much it, this resonates. You know, a, a folktale from the 1800s about mm. gambling addiction seems like it could have been from this year. You know, it's... it's. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. depiction is real and he literally cannot stop himself. He's on the way to buy bread... For, you know, he should know better, especially mm. in this scenario. Mm-hmm. He's about to lose his house and he's been given these instructions by someone very important. My God. <laughs> and he still can't help himself. He still goes in and loses the money. So I, I did actually try to look into gambling in fairy tales. This is the first example we've had of it. I thought maybe there's more. Yeah. I couldn't find anything <laughs> at all on gambling in fairy tales, except that in the spring of 2018... In the UK, adverts for games on a gambling website called Fairytale Legends and Fairies Forest have been banned because of the likelihood that they would appeal to children. The games included an animated picture of a wolf and a fairy, and the Hansel and Gretel game featured a moonlit forest with gameplay stars and gambling coins. So they ruled that you can't have fairy tales in uh, gambling games. However, another reason I couldn't find anything is because all these websites about fairy tales gambling sites take up the first 100 pages on google yeah yeah <laughs> i wonder if we will though come across some gambling people i certainly hope so couldn't find much about gambling and fairy tales yeah but i found something quite interesting about this story specifically okay at least i think it's quite interesting yeah let's go for it do you want to hear me out yes please <laughs> okay i found an academic paper that incidentally sheds a lot of light on this story in 2013 dr saif saif mohammed from the institute for information technology national research council canada published a paper called From Once Upon a Time to Happily Ever After, he basically created a data mining tool which can analyse sentiment in text through a powerful word-emotion association lexicon, (laughs) which means that you can therefore, basically, you can give books an emotional signature. I'm going somewhere with this, I promise. Right, this is all quite mind-blowing stuff. Does that make sense, giving something an emotional signature? Yeah. So basically, the way it works is emotion words are categorized as having 
positive, negative or neutral sentiment and are then tied to one of eight umbrella emotion words. Right. These emotion words are then tracked by density in the story. Right. I think how often they appear in every 10,000 words. Right. And then to illustrate this ingenious system, they ran the Brothers Grimm fairy tales through it. Okay. And in the paper, there's a really cool graph that orders the stories by negative word density. According to this system and yep. to Dr. Muhammad, the most negative Brothers Grimm story in the entire collection, according to the sentiment analyzer, is, is Gambling, Gambling Hansel. Seriously? It has the least amount of joy words. Okay. It's high on sadness. And in general, it's just technically the darkest story in the entire collection. Doesn't strike me, is it? Because it's quite funny. That it's really quite funny. Me. And perhaps that is the issue. I think it, I think it yeah, is no. really sophisticated. Yes. But it perhaps doesn't pick up on things like that. The fact that death in a tree is funny. That subtext for that yeah. humour can't be picked up by a machine which is literally going on word counts of different things. Unfortunately, it doesn't go into any more detail on it. Mm -hmm. So I emailed Dr. Mohammed oh, wow. to ask if he had more information specifically on Gambling Hansel, but also just in general with the, the Brothers Grimm. Yeah. He never got back to me. No, <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you I know. Back. I was so hoping. I was so no. hoping. More than the writer of the Brothers oh. Grimm movie, I was hoping Dr. <laughs> Mohammed would get back to us. But um, maybe he will. Maybe he will. But yeah, so, so there wasn't too much in there on that, except for the fact that Gambling Hansel is the darkest. Because I think it ultimately... The, the, the name of the paper is to compare novels and fairy tales. So it's just kind of showing how sophisticated it is and how, how it does work. It was a proof of concept for what he'd built. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's And in cool. terms of, we, I mean, we won't go into it really, but in, I just kind of did find it quite interesting. <laughs> in terms of how fairy tales compare with novels, yeah. what the, the main thing that they found is that there's a much wider array of diversity of emotion densities in fairy tales. So novels are fairly consistent in how much emotion is included, whereas fairy tales are either packed with emotion or they have sure. no emotion at all. <laughs> it does make sense. And it kind of, to me, that confirmed what a bumpy ride, an unexpected ride, it yeah. is listening to fairy tales. We've discovered this as we've gone along. Yeah. That's, that's amazing, <laughs> though. When, and when was this study done? Uh, 2013. Right, okay. One more thing I want to talk about. Sure. Death. That's a perfect way to end the episode. So this is the second time we've met death. The first being Godfather Death. Godfather Death, yeah. And I feel like we've now kind of got more of an understanding of him as a character and his role in the narratives. Yeah. So basically, characters try and find ways to cheat death. That's what's happened in the stories that we've had. A very unsuccessful attempt in Godfather Death, but... Very successful attempt here by getting him stuck in a tree. So in that way, we've kind of got an understanding of like Death's job and his role in the stories. Sure. And it also reminded me of The Girl Without Hands. But in that, it was the devil. Right, yeah. Do you remember what happened there? So what was it? The, the miller promised his daughter to the devil. And the only way she can get out of it is like cutting her hands off. So in that respect, they're kind of doing a similar job. But... If you use the devil in that story, yeah. he is instantly bad and you don't want that to happen. Yeah. So you can find a way for the hero to escape their clutches. Yeah. But when it's death, you use that in a different way. It is inevitable and he is just doing a job. It's almost like if death's coming to get you and you're trying to escape him, you're in the wrong. Whereas if you have yeah. the devil doing yeah, yeah, that, yeah, the exactly devil's in the wrong. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. I think 
it's almost like the tax collector or something. In fact, they say there's two inevitable things in life, isn't it? Death and taxes, yeah, like two things you can't avoid. So yeah. I guess there is a similarity there. He's a he's a bureaucrat facilitating yeah, something. Yeah. He's not yeah. the one of the leaders of the afterlife. He's just yeah, and and he's not good or bad. No, he's doing a job yeah. basically. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's why I like him as a character. And yeah. that's again, it's another reason it's funny when he's in the tree. Yeah. So that's kind of the role death plays. But if these characters had read their classics, they'd know that you can't escape death. The most famous story of attempting to cheat death is the myth of Sisyphus. Yes. I don't really know this story, but I know that Mm. you can refer to something as a Sisyphean struggle because Sisyphus has Mm. to push a giant boulder up a hill only for it to fall back down and he has to repeat the process forever. That's his punishment. That's my extent of not... Do you know how he ended up there? No, I assume it's a deal gone bad with death. Well, shall I give you this? Or shall I give the basic outline? Give, give me the, uh, yeah, the setup to that. There's a million different sort of tell, retellings of this story. Sure. So I'll give you the basic idea. Okay. So Sisyphus was the king of Corinth. Right. And he was an all-round bad egg, mm-hmm. known for his cunning and trickery and treating guests badly. And he was described by Homer as the craftiest of men. <laughs> oh, dear. When his time was up, or when I think Zeus finally lost his patience with him, uh, he ordered his death. And Thanatos, who's the god of death, went to fetch him. And the popular story goes that Thanatos asked Sisyphus to handcuff himself, to chain himself. And Sisyphus says he doesn't know how they work. And he asked Thanatos to show him. So Thanatos chains himself up, and then Sisyphus, I don't know, puts him in a cupboard. So very much like Gambling Hansel. Ares eventually intervenes and frees Thanatos. So Sisyphus gets taken by Thanatos to the underworld. Yep. However, before Thanatos took him, Sisyphus asked his wife, Merope, not to perform the proper burial. And even, I think, possibly to like just throw his body in the street. So when he... <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's not, not really a proper burial, is it? No. <laughs> Don't bother with that. It's expensive. Just chuck me in the street. When he got to the underworld... He argued to Hades, god of the underworld, that this wasn't right. He didn't have the proper burial rites. He didn't even have the money to pay Karen to cross yeah. the sticks. Yep. Uh, he's been buried like a pauper, not like a king. And basically, he begs Hades uh, that he can go back for three days to the land of the living to sort his own burial out <laughs> and to chastise his wife for not giving him the proper burial oh. rites. And eventually, Hades is like, all right, you've got three days. Go back go. there. Uh, however, he didn't come back. And he just <laughs> stayed Brilliant. there. Just hoping he'd come back. <laughs> yeah, they were. They're like, all right. But you will come you back, promise. won't you? Yeah, I promise. I promise. All right. So he cheats death twice, basically. He cheated yeah. Thanatos. He's cheated Hades. And he lived a long life till his old age. Long, happy life. But eventually, he dies of old age. Zeus and the other gods are not impressed. And then for crossing the gods, he was condemned to Tartarus, the deepest place in the underworld, and where he'd forever have to roll a rock to the top of the hill, only for it to fall back down again, forever and ever. And that's the kind of the original cheating death story. Wow. I think that I love that story. It's great. I uh, think. And it, it's sort of, as you say, it's that similar kind of hero that just goes and goes and goes and is not phased by anything. Yeah. But eventually is properly punished. Yeah. And I think, yeah, like philosophers and thinkers see so much in that myth but I think 
We're not going to go into that. <laughs> I think our message today is simply don't try and leave death up a tree so you can indulge your gambling addiction. Yeah, that's definitely my takeaway. It's, a good, it's good advice, good advice. It's good advice. <laughs> Scores. I hmm, I think it's going to be fairly high. Okay. Uh, 8.5. I just did it. 8.5. 8.5, done. Oh, I wasn't ready for that. You no. just shot that at me. I did. 8.5, so big score. Big score. Yeah, it's a big score for a big story. <laughs> Explain yourself, man. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I think... Mm-hmm. How many left turns does a story need to take before it does a loop-the-loop? Like, it was just so many points. I could not predict it what came next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this ranks very highly for me. And there were quite a few points where I was like, sorry, Matt, what did you just <laughs> say? What? 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 <laughs> and if I can get that confused, then mm. the better. Yeah. More the better. Wow, 8.5. Yeah. Fantastic. What do you um, reckon? I absolutely loved it. And I'm so glad you did as well, because I was a bit worried um, that you wouldn't... It just keeps ramping up. When you think it's gone as far as it will go, it goes further. Yeah. That final line where it suddenly becomes an explanatory myth of sure. why people have... And I just... I, I like I like it when the final line leaves you like, what? Yes. And we had that in the... Um, um, the mill that grinds at the bottom of the sea in... Yeah. Uh, that was a patron-only a, one. Yep. But, um, fables. But we also had the origin of... Why beans supposedly have a black seam in yeah. uh, the straw, the coal, and the bean? What else have we had? In our Christmas episode, we know why um, fires crackle. That's right. What that that's, sound is. Yeah, that's the of tree getting <laughs> wistful. But I really like, yeah, I like an explanatory myth. I hope we see more of those. So yeah. yeah. So I love it. I love it it's all. It's great. great. It's a really rich story. What do you reckon then? I'm tempted to give it a nine. Oh, but I kind of feel like that's insane. Is it insane though? You know, I think it's been so hard for us to score because when we started, we had absolutely nothing to compare it with. And yeah. we kind of still don't, in a way, because you no. never know what's around the corner. Sure. And as we've seen, there's always something new. Yeah. So I think we've always been quite reticent with the higher numbers. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go nine. Go for it. I'm going to go nine. So uh, 17.5 wow. out of 20. For gambling handsaw. Wow. That's unexpected. Came out of nowhere, didn't it? That is unexpected. <laughs> yeah. High scorer there. Super high scorer. Amazing. Excellent news. Well, thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. Good choice, Adam. <laughs> I, d- I did not expect that. I guess that leaves us with... What's next? The wedding of Mrs. Fox. Yes! <laughs> I can't wait for that. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm excited to show you that one. <laughs> the wind is... Uh, is howling outside the it Grim really Castle. Is. It really is. So I better um, steal myself for a bracing journey home. Oh yes, be careful out there. We'll see you next time for the wedding of Mrs. Fox. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to support the podcast, please head over to patreon.com slash grimreading to find out how and also see the range of benefits available as a thank you from us. You can, of course, email us at grimreadingpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at grimreadingpod, and we're also on Instagram and Facebook at grimreading. 
can find us on Podbean, podbean.com slash grimreading. And we also have a website, grimreading.wordpress.com. Keep it grim. <laughs>